here we are in the shed again today on a crisp November day. We've all survived the climate adventures that BC's been subjected to in the last couple of weeks. We all in the lower mainland have. Yeah, pretty much. We uh, So far. Some of you listeners out in the more remote outposts, some of you churls out there are probably struggling a bit, and I hope you're taking care of yourselves. Serfs, peasants. Pretty serious, but here we are back again. Uh, we have a bunch of ground to cover, so stick with us, and here we go. Lots of milk this morning. <laughs> Going back for eggs. All right, what do we got here, guys? We got a new billionaire every 80 hours. So apparently, you heard from Chris Hayes that there was a new billionaire every 80 hours. Yeah. And that makes sense in the U.S., I, I believe it. That makes sense? Well, that's the way the world is working, isn't it? Like, That's a crazy amount of money. Oh, yeah, but, but every 80 hours, that's let's just say it's every three days. It's not quite, but let's just say every three days. So now do that over the course of a year. That's a, like maybe, a, I'm going to say about 120 times, about 100, just say 100 times, there's a new billionaire. So 100 billionaires out of 400 million people, is a tiny, tiny, oh, yeah, tiny yeah, slice. Yeah. So I don't think it's uh, saying that, oh, good, good, more people are getting more. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's bad, bad, because they shouldn't be, well, there shouldn't be new billionaires. There should be a lot less people at the poverty line. Right. What was I reading about something in the past? But they were talking about how this person was a millionaire. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, if you own a house in Vancouver, you're a millionaire. Yeah, billionaire is almost mm. the new millionaire. When we were kids, a millionaire was unimaginable wealth, and these days, a billionaire is unimaginable wealth. It was the money bags guy yeah. on Monopoly. He was a millionaire. Yeah. But you just, did I send you those pictures of those that website that my net worth and my marital status and stuff? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Well, yeah, and it, oh, and you you guys said that it was bots or something. They yeah. just do that, but yeah, but where do they get their information originally from? That's a good point. Like, so anyway, they got ways, but then they're inaccurate as well, right? Like, certain factoids in there were way off, as far as I could tell. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. On one, it might have even had the same information. I'm. Uh, oh, I donated a lot of time to some charity somewhere doing some crazy good work. <laughs> like I, good job, good job. Like I get Kevin McNulty alerts and there's a lot of Kevin McNulty's out there, let me oh, tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot in sports, a lot in wrestling, coaching wrestling and coaching football and mm -hmm. huh. a lot of them out there. And so maybe them, one of them was a... Major a, philanthropist. A charitable do-gooder. And you got called Melbourne one time, I think, or Wilburn. I can't remember which. Oh, everything. Wilbum. Yeah. Wilbum, Wilbur, Milburn, uh, Lyburn, uh, Lil Brun, Lil Brum. Trench all the time, all the time. <laughs> and sometimes, and I should never do this, I go, there's no R in there. And because that kind of forces them to go through the thought process, but it's kind of mean to do I that. Just, so I just let it, let it slide. I've let, long since fallen into the habit of immediately just begin to spell it out. Right. So what's your last name? Lilburn, that's L. I just immediately, because it's just, yeah. I don't need to have the dance every single time. You, you got know, a like, B in there and B's pretty good. I've got T and N and they're both easy over the phone. It's easy to, for T and P to get mixed up. 
Yeah. And it's easy for M&M to get. And so I got to do the whole T is in tango, E-N is in November C-H. Do you do that? Yeah, I do. Do you do the radio thing? I do. And I do it slow too, a lot slower than I go. T is in tango. And I pause a bit. Oh, God. But you got you to gotta pause. But if you pause too long, they're going to go, yeah. You are just. And then if you pause too long, they go, yeah, just as you're saying, Ian. And then now you got to start over again. You're a monster. Jesus. You are just a it's monster. A mess up there. Jeez. <laughs> There's, you know, like the call center guys. There's, they're not really very affiliated, but they could be. Enough guys like you, they could be. They'll have your name. Oh, yeah, he's one of those slow spellers. I hate a slow speller. That's the worst, though. When you're, uh, when you're given your credit card number and you give the first four digits, you got to pause. And if you pause the wrong length yeah. of time, yes. they go, yeah, just as you're starting your second. And it's yeah. just a nightmare. And it's a who's on first thing. <laughs> you just got to, yeah. now, now you got to do it a lot faster. And they're going, slow down, slow down. Yeah, so the whole good. thing. Of course, right. this happens to me four or five times a day. Well, because you're one of those relentless shoppers. All you left-handed EV drivers are constantly ordering crap from Amazon because you think it's okay for that guy to be worth a thousand billion dollars. Jeff. They gave a hundred million to Obama. Jeff Rocket today. Man Bezos. What, what was for? that for? Whatever Obama's, uh, I think it's the might be the voting rights thing or something that Obama is in charge of. But you oh. know what? It sounds like such a huge amount of money. But like a hundred million is what is that? Ten percent of a billion? Is that right? I think it is. Yeah, that's it. No, is it? Yes. Yeah. It's ten percent of a billion dollars and he's worth like Oh, how many billions, right? I don't know how many billion he's yeah, worth. A billion here, a billionaire. Yeah, pretty soon you're talking real money, eh? Yep. Yeah. One one thousandth of a trillion. <laughs> and I really do think, damn it. <laughs> Mathematical literacy is one of the key plagues in the world today, the lack of it. People just hear a billion, they're going, a billion dollars. No, stop and think, how much is a billion? It's a lot. It's way more than an oodle. Like, it's so much. And How I, many oodles? Uh, oodles and oodles. Okay. Uh, oodles squared then is cubed, a billion. And, cubed, yeah. easy. But I mean, you know, like it really is a thing because people just are completely inured to it. It just doesn't, you know, like a billion here, a billion there. <sighs> okay, that's it. I've, I've spent myself, all my passion's now gone. I wasted it on mathematical literacy. When you said inured to it, I thought, wait a minute, this isn't KJ's snappers. <laughs> no. People think it's so, easy being me, but no, yeah. it is not. So I know what you mean, but in the end, it's just never going to show up in my vocabulary. It's not true. Like people say stuff like that all the time. Normal people like us Normal use people. words like those. Yes, they do. Isn't it inured? Yeah. That is what I said. Oh. Actually. I probably mispronounced it. Oh, you know, I was hearing inured. I probably said that. In uh, I was yes. just careless. I didn't say I had to. I, I, no, I'm with PJ on this one. Okay. Yeah. People. So that would come up. Yeah. See? Speaking of KJ Snappers, how about... Uh, <laughs> got a chip on the shoulder. <laughs> nice. Where does that one come from, guys? Where does it come from? Because uh, I see wood chips All right, all nearby. right. So this came up. I'm going to jump in here. And thank you for asking. 
<laughs> I'm jumping in because I've had the opportunity to wonder about this. It's came up for me in conversation uh, last Saturday evening. And I realized I had no idea. And I, and I did think about it for snappers because I had no idea where does it come from. Everybody knows what it means in practice or in use, right? To have a chip in your shoulder. You've got a thing, an issue that you're sensitive about. And you're going to have this sort of offensively defensive reaction every time somebody brings it up. You know, well, your turn's coming. <laughs> but where did it come from? Like, I don't know. How about old uh, Greek and Roman statues? No idea. Like just. <laughs> you know, like the ones nothing. that are missing the arm. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't even know. So I don't know if, RJ, I don't know if you're over there Googling that. I don't think you are. No, I'm not doing it. I'm leaving it for the listeners. You got any guesses? Absolutely none. You're not going to give us anything for I this feel, day. okay, I'll look it up. I feel Passenger like, today? I feel like I looked that? it up. Chip on the show. 10-4. I don't know if we've had any uptake on any of these yet, have we? No. They're bums out there. Our listeners are bums. Well, I've been saying no peaking, so I think all that means is that they've been stymied. Our listeners have been stymied. Wow. That's what I think. All those tens of thousands of people and not one of them can come up with this? Really? Chip on shoulder. There's Wikipedia. That'll probably give the origin. History. Cover of sheet music for the song titled Don't Try to Knock a Chip from Riley's Shoulder. An American wartime poster. They knocked the chip off Uncle Sam's shoulder. So let's go production ear. Let's show them some chips. <laughs> Rather obscure. Yeah, this yeah. isn't really working it out for me <laughs> it's at not all. Working it out at all. <laughs> this idiom traces its roots back to a custom that was known in North America since the early 19th century. The New York newspaper, Long Island Telegraph, reported on May 20th, 1830, when two churlish boys, and let's do churlish afterwards, were determined to fight, a, a chip would be placed on the shoulder of one, and the other demanded to knock it off at his peril. Oh, wow. You know, why, but why did they do that? We don't know. But yeah, that's it's kind of like a duel. So the guy would say, sure, and he'd just walk up and give the guy a good shove, and that would be it. The fight's on. Yeah, because you got to get into strike a blow distance to do it, right? So, so that means if you got a chip on your shoulder, you're ready to fight. Yeah, you're spoiling for a fight. Ah, uh, nice. Isn't that interesting? Jeez, who would have guessed? Where did that even come from? Don't know, but PJ. Uh, they didn't have toys. They just had wood chips <laughs> and fists. <laughs> Maybe I'll give this one to KJ. So KJ, what does churlish mean? Churlish. I think we covered this, honestly. Well, I'm still going to give it to KJ. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, because he, he would have forgotten. Anyway, <laughs> churlish. Churlish. Um, I'm getting um, a Shakespeare hit from Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. Churlish, I'm going to say, is um, a bit of a churlish. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I was going to say prankster, but I think maybe churlish is more like somebody who's grumpy. Yeah, yeah. I think you're on the right track. Quicks. PJ, are you cheating there? No, I'm. I'm. No, sorry. Okay, what's churlish? Grumpy, grumpy, um, and sort of angry and mean spirited. Uh, a little bit cheap, you know, cheap and mean, the two different things very, like that. Well, that's very, very good. Of the 
of the uh, four definitions. You got a couple of them there. Oh, good. You got number definition number two, although I think this is the most common. Certainly was in the use that we just saw. Rude, surly, ungracious. Surly. Yeah. And definition number three is stingy or grudging. Uh, and then definition number one, which is probably more old, I would say, is of or pertaining to a serf, peasant, or oh, rustic. Yes, because they were churls, I believe. Yeah. So that's oh. probably came where it was from. Like you're you're a peasant, so you're yeah. you're, you're rough around the edges, and you're gonna be cheap. Yeah. You're not yeah, gonna absolutely. be generous because you need to live. Let's look up right. And in Midsummer Night's Dream, they call them mechanicals. I think they refer to them as churlish because they are rustics. Okay, well, I'm going to start calling people churls. <laughs> yes, a churl is an impolite and mean-spirited person, and archaically, a person of low birth, a peasant. They were churls. There you go. Jeez. And number four is of soil, because really, when you think about peasants and soil, they're both just resources to rich people, right? Yeah. So of soil, it's difficult to till, lacking pliancy, unmanageable. That is As in churlish soil? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's kind of fun. And in a way, the soil does not give up of its bounty. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like <laughs> that's fun. Stingy soil. Good job, guys. I knew you guys would know this particular one because it showed up there in the. Uh, he's got to be a couple churlish kids who are going to say, "Knock the chip off my yeah. shoulder." So the the rich kids are going to have their seconds and their guns, right? Yeah, they're going to do a duel. But the churlish kids, it's going to be <laughs> a chip on the shoulder. Yep. Some loose teeth, a little blood. Maybe and then a beer together afterwards. Yeah. Or gin in those days, I guess. I'll have to report back on that origin for chip on the shoulder. I just had no idea. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, uh, as uh, our listeners know, I'm now a Costco member. That's right. And, uh, That's right. Actually decided to go buy some stuff at Costco, you know. Just any stuff. No, I had a list. <laughs> You know, and uh, three out of the four things I could find there, that's just a little thing I had, you know, coffee, olive oil, body wash, and antiperspirant. And anti You couldn't find antiperspirant? No, antiperspirant for men. They had only two antiperspirants there, and they were both for women. But, you know, wow. actually, I, I wonder whether that actually matters or not, but anyway. Well, and you know, too, part of my surprise here is that I probably failed to differentiate between deodorant and antiperspirant. Oh, big difference, yeah. yeah. And there were lots of deodorants there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I got some uh, Kirkland Signature Body Wash, uh, natural citrus. Oh, the signature kind. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was signature. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, two gigantic bottles, so I'll need to refill them about two years down the road. You just mount them in the ceiling. That's all you do. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully they're still good two years down the road. Uh, natural citrus contains 100% pure plant extracts. Wow. Can you believe Nelly. that? Like, Wait a sec. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying. Back this train up a little. You're just, they just saying that the extracts... That make up one one hundredth of a percent of the total makeup of the body wash are a hundred percent natural, or are they saying that the entire contents of that b bottle are a hundred percent natural plant? Jeez, PJ, I'm really glad you asked. <laughs> so I just so happened to have taken a photo of the ingredients. 
<laughs> who knew? Who knew that you would do that? Everybody who's ever met you for like five minutes would know you'd do that. So let's just check this out and we'll just see just how natural this is. So uh, you guys, is everybody ready? I'm so ready. I'm pumped. pumped. Listeners, don't let this one wash over you. Buckle in, <laughs> pay close attention. Till Thursday. Are you? <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> ready. Unintended, but I'll take credit for that one. Are you ready? Here we go. Water. Ding, Number ding. one. Okay. Sodium laurel methyl isethionate, coca mitopropyl betaine, acrylates copolymer, glycerol stearate, glycerin, sorbitan sesquicaprolate, sodium cocoil hydrolyzed amaranth protein, babaswamidopropyl propyl betaine, olea europea. <laughs> okay, and now. I'm going to give you the English words for these. So you you saw a few chemicals there, right? But now we get your olive leaf extract, basil flower leaf extract, matricaria flower extract, ginkgo biloba. Oh boy, you always want your ginkgo biloba, do you not, guys? Huh? I never leave the house without ginkgo biloba. Extract. We got your Garcinia mangostana peel extract, your Lyceum chinense fruit extract. What's that, Lycia nut or something? Lychee nut. Lychee nut. You got your Euterp oleracea fruit extract. No idea. Okay. Now back to the chemicals. Guar hydroxypropylatrimonium chloride cymopolis tetragonolobula gum. <laughs> that's actually guar gum. You guys know what that's for, right? To give it a little bit of texture. Yeah, yeah thicken in, it up. Inulin. What the hell is inulin? I've heard of that. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Maybe it prevents diabetes or something. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to go with that, you have to say diabetes. You can't say diabetes. <laughs> okay. Cellulose, xanthan gum, cellulose gum, citrus nobilis. Oh, we're back into the good stuff. What do you guys think citrus nobilis is? <laughs> no, I, king king lemon. Think about it. Think about it. Citrus nobilis. Noble. Okay, I'm going to tell you it's an orange. Now, what is citrus nobilis? I don't know. Think China. Why nobilis? What does, what, I don't have. If it's noble in China, what is it? It's an emperor. It's a Mandarin, Mandarin orange. Oh, nice. That actually is kind of nice. I like that one. Okay. Citrus orantium dulcis orange peel oil. Uh, Citrus grandis, guys. Big one. Grapefruit. Good job. Good job. Grapefruit peel oil. Kananga odorata flower extract. Mentha piperita peppermint oil. Aniba rosadoria rosewood wood oil. And by the way, we're at the end of all those nice oils and everything. How do you think they make those extracts and oils? Oh, there's a factory someplace <laughs> where they're shipping in all these fruits and woods and squeezing and pressing. And <laughs> Oh, they're... Uh, the carbon footprint is incredibly high. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so All of the Amazon is being shipped into squeezers. Kirkland for are, making body wash. But these are not just artisans in their bare feet. <laughs> There's a lot of chemicals going into this process. It's all chemicals. This is the thing that always floors me. Like if, if you take a grapefruit apart and examine its juice and discover all the chemicals it's made of, and then you take those chemicals and you make it up, are you making up a hundred percent natural grapefruit juice or are you not? I don't know. But when you read that list, I have that thought a lot. Like we can manufacture, you know, whatever the, whatever those terms were, we can manufacture xanthan gum from a bunch of different chemicals. We can manufacture the juice from the king, the king citrus. Mandarin orange. 
just like I always wonder about that. They're not actually taking mandarin oranges and rendering them down to make into body wash. I'm pretty sure skilled artisans like railway cars full of it being shipped mm-hmm. back. Moving on, lactic acid that's a preservative. Tetrasodium glutamate, probably related to monosodium glutamate, wouldn't you say? Diacetate, that sounds like a acetyl, what do you call those things that break down stuff? Yeah. Oxyethanol, hydroxyacetophenone. Also a preservative. Citric acid, also a preservative. Sodium hydroxide and yellow six, red four, period. <laughs> That's the end of the list. I can't believe. Yellow I, six, red four. They yeah. can't include that in plant-based, can they? Well, it's part of the skin of the well, king fruit. Well, that's the that's, six. that's the thing they're getting away with here. PJ caught it right off the bat. It's 100% pure plant extracts that it contains, but, you know, not to be confused with all the other wild chemicals that are in there, plus, plus whatever chemicals they had to use to make those. I just didn't catch butylated hydroxytoluene to preserve packaging oh, freshness. Oh, right. I missed that nice stuff from scary. the old days. It's still... In there. I actually read the, I don't, again, I'm cereal, making a right? shocking Corn admission flakes. here. Cornflakes. Anytime it's a cereal box. Right? Well, this was that cranberry uh, almond cereal. And I, my stomach was upset the other day and I had had cereal. So I was going through the list of ingredients. Unlike you, who just does that with everything he touches. I'd better read these ingredients. <laughs> I was looking to see if there was a particular ingredient uh, sweetener, a uh, yeah, yeah. Artificial sweetener in that cereal. Right. There wasn't, but the last ingredient, BHT, they've been putting that in the cereal packaging since I was a kid. I learned that term before 1970. Sometimes it was BHT, other times it was BHA. I don't know what's yeah. A for. Yeah, I don't know. Acetone? Butylated hydroxyacetone? <laughs> acetone, that's it. And I know toluene is terrible stuff, right? It's yeah. really bad for you. But if you butylate it, my sister, okay, Jennifer of San Leandro, would know all this stuff. But now ask me how it uh, smelled and how it was, the body wash. Was it dreamy? Don't know yet. Haven't opened it. But uh, Getting the ceiling mount installed first? Policy you... is first in, first out on the body washes. You know, I'm not going to have eight different bottles hanging around and sample from each of them. So, okay, Jay, you know... you know what this is, right? This is Costco rookie speaking here. He says, I'm not going to have eight bottles. Hmm. Sure you're not. No, you're not. You're we not going to have your basement all full of all kinds of stuff that you can never consume in your whole life. You know, that's not going to happen to you alone on earth at all. No. Nope. Well, that's good. Did you, did you make any rando purchases of any sort in no, your trip no. to Costco? No. And I feel we're only going to go there two or three times in the year and then we're going to cancel. I feel like I should dare you to go there hungry. No, not going to do that. Come on. Were you tempted by anything? No, well, although, although, sirens, you know, I rounded the corner and what aisle was I in? One of the aisles I needed coffee or something. And right there in the coffee aisle, there's a great big, huge widescreen TV running with, you know, with a show on. And then, and a guy and his wife came around the corner with their full shopping cart. And the guy said, Oh, look at that. I just what they just put random TVs in different places around and Costco. The way it just is to, with Costco is your arm just moves up and you grab it off the shelf. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the 80-inch TV, you just keep moving, and they, I, they're all automatons in there. It's just like you just grab it and you just go. 
<laughs> oh, that's quite funny. It's really hateful. I mean, in Costco's defense, they very seldom change the location of their products. Boy, oh boy, nothing sends me like going into a store that I'm familiar with and finding that they have rearranged their products on different shelves. Oh yeah, right. That yeah. just, I just, this is part of being uh, churlish, curmudgeonly, and a whole bunch of other negative sounding words. <laughs> just sends me when they do that because I just think, now I'm not going to buy anything. Not only am I not going to buy something I hadn't intended to buy, I'm not buying anything. You guys can take your rearrangement and stick it out of here. Going in the parking lot, sell my parking space to somebody because that dream has come true, <laughs> that money-making idea. Well, I think I think the fewer of those kind of things that change in this world, the better. I mean, mean? Well, they should keep the owls the way they are if they oh, can, yeah. if they can get away with it because life becomes so much easier when stuff doesn't constantly change. Yes. I mean, I don't know why I do it, but the moment there's a new iOS or a new Mac OS, I, I just upgrade. And then I'd spend six months wrestling the new features to the ground. I don't know if that's a really good analogy just because. <laughs> I'd just rather, you know, you finally figure stuff out. Why can't it just stay the same? I just, and I've become one of those people. I used to think, are you afraid of change? Yeah. Especially since I was in the tech business and that business is constantly introducing change. And well, I, you know, we'd have something that's way, way better than it used to be, but it required people to change the way they are. Yeah. But how many of these things that are way, way better save you 10 hours and cost you 50 learning them? Yeah. I mean that, that I don't think is a very strong analogy, but that particular topic, it, it is kind of interesting because yes, just what you said, the new version does a bunch of things better, but does it do it that much better? And at the same time, if you just steadfastly refuse to apply the upgrades, like I, I am trend that way. I'm not very steadfast, but I trend that way. You just pay the same price only all at once. Instead of spread over four upgrades at 10 hours of learning each, you got to do 40 hours of learning all at once. Cause you go from version 10 to version 20, all in one big mighty lump. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, because did, you've been putting it off. To? That happened to somebody lately. I helped them go through yeah. three or four releases. It's because it is so clearly a marketing ploy and it is so clearly part of our problem here in planet earth that we, we are led to believe we need a whole whack of stuff like all natural body wash in a one gallon container that we don't really need, you know, like, I mean, go ahead and enjoy it. Don't feel guilty about the entire Amazon. Oh, I suspect it's actually going to smell quite pleasant. <laughs> Not a play. I think it will. Just, I, I like just, that. I like grapefruit and uh, shampoos and stuff like just that. Just think about all those sad-eyed orang utangs in southern Asia, whose you know forest has been stripped away to make sandalwood essence for yeah, your body wash. Yeah, I don't know. I made that all up. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, you know what else wasn't in your body wash? Jojoba oil. No, no jojoba. As <laughs> greatly and no aloe. <laughs> no, I thought I heard an aloe reference flying oh, no. by in there somewhere. <laughs> no carnuba wax either. <laughs> Monton. And I really want to hear about Cromer's new dentures and the Korean connection as well. I was talking to Cromer. And he's got his new dentures finally. That, that is awesome. And he's very pleased with them. 
but he uh, he said uh, he he kind of went into some detail. And he said, uh, "Yeah, I got uh, a, a crooked one because they say you don't want perfect teeth." And I got them a little. I didn't get them bright, bright, bright white. I got them, you know, a toned down color. And I thought, oh, okay, that's oh, good. Oh, smart. Yeah, and and I think uh, I think the tops good and the bottoms. He's got to do some little adjustments to it. I don't know. But anyway, then I'm watching my newest K drama, and some of those poor women, their faces have just been been mutilated as far as plastic surgery right and south korea is the king king land of plastic surgery but then i thought well what's the difference between cromer's dentures like what is the difference between that just that whole operation of your well it's functional for one thing as opposed to uh, might be arguable if if facelifts are (laughs) Functional. functional or not but there's also um there's also the the fix up your looks the the vanity part of it right right and uh, and it, it's sort of a because i really don't it really turns me off when i actually talk to a woman who's had her face done or had something done even botox like botox lips like you can really see that. Yeah, I me think. too. Me too. Yeah. Um, and whatever else you can tell with, especially older uh, ladies who have had more than one. You know, and if they're that much older, they've had it that much longer ago when the technique wasn't as good as it is today. I'm thinking, but I thought there's no reason why I should not feel the same way about Cromer's dentures or anybody getting dentures and somebody getting plastic surgery. There's not a, really a ton of difference. Well, I, I really do think that the functionality aspect just trumps everything there. It's a much bigger... Yeah. yeah. Like there's a really Being big... Being able to chew. There's a big important reason mm-hmm. there and the rest of it, the vanity support, the fact that your face doesn't cave in and all the rest of it. I mean, that's just icing on the cake. It's like... If they had artificial eyes, let's just say they had functional artificial eyes and you lost an eye and you got an artificial one. Yeah, okay, great. You look way better because you got two eyes. But really, the big deal is you can see out of your artificial eye right, in the future. Right. I, I don't think that's comparable to Botox. You know what? Your nice plump lips make it easier to pull the fruit off the tree when you stretch your neck out. Is that what that's Yeah, there's for? no doubt a health aspect as well I would expect from having your jaw kind of oh, yeah. be less uh, prone to moving around and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so does she talk like he's got a mouthful of marbles? Did you notice? Was he wearing them when you talked to him? Yes, yes. And he, he actually uh, tr- made sure that I understood him because he might have been mumbling a bit just because they were new. Yeah. Yeah. I, it must be a real trick. Yeah, but really I, didn't, trick. Uh, I didn't notice anything actually. Cool. So. Cool, cool. That's great. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, I good, think good I, for him. I sort of maybe I've sort of changed my attitude about. Oh, I have one more little interesting thing. I'm going to be on a podcast. Me and Susan are going to do sexy laundry for a CBC thing. Holy Dinah formula! Wow, you get, you get paid to be on a podcast. Yeah, isn't it, that exciting? A single episode. 
Yeah, and it'll just be the play. We're going to read the play. Oh. So it's a presentation of like this so woman cool. in Toronto, I believe, does this. And she got Michelle Rimmel, who wrote it. She got in touch with her, and Michelle said yes. And so I don't know how it works. I got to think that there's there has to be a narrator setting up a scene. Right, but, but right. I don't know. Is there? Cool. And you got to do your lines. That is really yeah, but you you could just read them. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, but if you just read them, no, but you don't have to memorize the entire script. Is what exactly, I'm exactly. Well, that's pretty. So, wouldn't it have a lot in common then with the old nineteen forties radio shows? Like, if they they could choose to do it in that manner, like whatever production techniques were used back then, made for riveting drama, like people would gather around their radios. And uh, are you talking about sexy laundry? Yes. Uh, I'm, uh, give me a specific. When you're walking up the driveway in sexy laundry, will there be somebody crunching up uh, potato chips I doubt to make it. the sound? I doubt it. Because uh, it's a podcast and you can only spend so much on any individual episode. Yeah, I got to think that they, didn't, they haven't mentioned a designated reader, but because the show opens with... You know, we're in bed in a really weird position, and I think you can see her head at one end, and you can tell that I'm sort of going the other way, and we're having a, some sort of conversation, but they would have to describe the, the scene first. Right. So they could even read the scene. I've heard that before, where they're reading the actual scene. The, the stage directions. Script. The yeah. stage directions, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's no mention of that, like another reader that... Uh, Anyway, we'll find out soon enough. It's interesting. It's sort of like... Because you have to visualize some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it loses its punch. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's his, I don't even know my character's name. Arthur? Arthur dances, you know, in the third act or in the, near the end of the play. You know, do you... Or you just hear um, the Rolling Stones come on. Or somebody... It's kind of interesting to me as well. Like, you, when you're watching TV shows... And an actor is just doing an amazing job at an extremely important moment. You know way more about what's going on than the actor actually does. Uh, yeah. In a lot of cases. I think some actors go full oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of actors are like, okay, I've, the director's helped me with what kind of feelings going on here. And, you know, that. But I don't even understand what happened two minutes ago in the scene, right? Yeah. 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 I always assumed that they had to read the whole script carefully. I get that they shoot all out of sequence and all over the place, which I think is maybe what you're talking about. Well, that's part of it. But I think sometimes you don't even have time to do the whole script. I mean, there's a lot going on. and Well, but you, don't, you also don't go into detail in that script. Okay, so you read it and you think, okay, that, that happens, but you don't know how it's presented in the end in film, which might be sort of have a completely different context than what's on the page. Uh -huh. You know, the way the director manipulates the, the environment and the geography and stuff. And I've heard of some directors that would only hand out that page that you need because yep. they want you Woody to Woody Allen was one of those. They want uh, you to react what, what's just happened to Bruce you. Bruce Sweeney uh, did a little bit of that. I, I don't know if he continued to do that, but mm -hmm. just so that you, yeah, you just know who you are. And you, so you plug in. Dear boy, oh, that, that seems like it would be high risk because when you put the whole film together, is it just going to be sort of all over the place or are you going to uh, be able to 
get that. He's going for performance, right? That you are so in tune with your guy that whatever you do should be correct in the situation, right? Mm-hmm. It should be. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah but, but then, you know, if you're, and then if you're dealing with the one page or the one scene, then he can adjust if he sees, oh, uh, this does not go well with what we've shot already. So let's make this adjustment. Mm. Right. And occasionally you hear in comedies that they hold back the real joke if they need people to laugh, for example. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, that'll be, uh, we'll all tell you all about it when it's done. Oh, yeah. Let us know when it, uh, Wait a second. I, I was going to say, let us know when it airs, but I, I hear that podcasts don't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> Should we? Should we be having some Christmas cheer today? Oh. <laughs> is it too late? <laughs> it is too late. PJ, you know how to add it. Yeah. You can move all this into the very beginning. Well, I we just, start. yeah, I mean, where are we at? I, 129 and 30 right now? Listeners, it's November 22nd, but we think by the time you hear this, this might be very close to Christmas. Okay. And what numbers, RJ, can you tell me? Yeah. So I know how important it is to you to give the episode numbers. <laughs> like, I don't even know why I, don't know I why. like you, actually. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> do, you, do you like me, though, Skin? That's nice. It actually. is 126, too. Yeah, so 127, nice. 128. Okay. And so it's 129, 130 for this session. <laughs> no. Yes, that is correct. It is 129, 130. Thank you. She's your tool. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Sorry, man. That was it for today. The fire is going. It's good because it's pretty chilly out. Um, We are all going to go home and thank our lucky stars. We have gas to get there and food to eat when we get there. You guys out there that are worried about that stuff, take care of yourselves. Hopefully everything is going to be sort of normal-ish quickly. You can always listen to us. We always sound super normal, very reassuringly normal. That's kind of our stock and trade is our ultimate normality. So, you know, count on that. And take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again soon. See you. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Plug in hybrids. You can add that in right after you sit down. Uh, <laughs> I won't. I was going to put in something about hating EV guys, but I won't.